0: Gazette Newspapers presents the Parting Shots Podcast. Now, here's your host, Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor, Ken Schott. Thank you, Scott Keezy, and welcome to the Parting Shots Podcast. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe today. Thanks for joining me from the Parting Shots Podcast Studio in Schenectady, New York. It's another college hockey-centric podcast for you. As Union gets set to play Maine for two games this weekend up in Arno. they'll take on the Black Bears Friday at 7.30 and at 5 o'clock on Saturday. Uh, we'll talk about a little bit about that in just a moment. Of course, we'll look back at Union's games last weekend. We did not get a chance to post a podcast last week, but uh, I'm going to you know, talk about those games uh, with, between Princeton and Quinnipiac, the Union uh, splitting last weekend. Also, later on this podcast, I'll talk with RPI head coach Dave Smith. The engineers are heading to Alaska to take on Alaska Fairbanks for not one, not two, not three, but four games. They'll be up there uh, for a little while enjoying the uh, cold weather up in uh, Fairbanks. And the Union College women's hockey team finally won. They snapped their 16-game winless streak uh, last Saturday with a 3-1 win over Dartmouth. I'll have some uh, sound from the players and uh, head coach Josh Skiba about that. But let's uh, look back on Union's weekend. Last weekend, and as I said, they pulled out dramatic one nothing victory over Princeton uh, with a goal by Liam Robertson uh, midway through the overtime session uh, set up by a play by Chad Smedrude. And it was a nice play in the pickpocket, as uh, Rick Bennett liked to call it, after the uh, the postgame last week. And here's that sound of the goal from Matt Bray on ESPN+.
1: There's a giveaway with Smedrude's... It, here comes Spencer to Robertson. Robertson, right wing circle. Shots, Robertson in overtime, and Union
0: wins one to nothing. Then Union took on fourth-ranked Quinnipiac, and that was not much of a contest. Uh, Quinnipiac was sort of toying with the Dutchman throughout that game, and uh, at one point, Union had nine shots on goal with about nine minutes left in the game. That's how bad Union uh, was last week. Uh, Quinnipiac. Yeah, The union was still in it, thanks to Connor Murphy, who did everything he could in goal to keep uh, Quinnipiac off the board. Uh, Quinnipiac did score in the second period to make it one nothing, but then uh, the Bobcats just took control in the third period. And uh, unfortunately, unfortunately for Murphy, he got pulled, but maybe it was a mercy call there. Uh, as Rick Bennett said afterwards, that he thought that he should have pulled him a lot sooner. He did not blame uh, Murphy for the uh the uh, uh, the goals because man, he did not get any help whatsoever. Uh, the, the shot attempts in the game, Quinnipiac had 63, Union just 28, so it was not a good effort. And uh, there was some video sessions on Monday as they watched that game, and the tape don't lie, folks. That was not good, and uh, uh, players uh, talked about that. Josh Kosak and uh, Dylan Anhorn. On Tuesday, we had the chance to watch it yesterday as a team. I think it was really good for us to, I you do know, really see the kind of game we played and the effort that we put out, and it's just not where we want to be, especially playing against a team like Quinnipiac. Um, so we took took some positives out of it and just looking forward to Maine now. What did you learn? Uh, if we want to compete with the top teams in the country, we can't play like that. Um, I don't think we had any energy. Uh, I thought we were slow on pucks. Didn't really establish any offensive zone time, and you know we saw a four-nothing loss because of it. Dylan, your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I mean I think Josh kind of spoke to all the stuff we touched on as a team, and uh, we're trying to have short-term memory now and look forward to Maine and make sure we're bringing our best come Friday.
0: And uh, Rick Bennett also weighed in with his comments about watching that tape, and they thought it was a, a good learning experience for the team. It's
1: what, uh, it's what we all learned from it, and we felt that, you know, you could break the game down in many different ways and, and show them about 15 minutes of it, or you can show them two hours of it and have uh, coaches' commentary. So we went with two hours and coaches' commentary. So everyone watched it yesterday and made notes of their game. Felt that was the best way to kind of learn from that game because I think sometimes you hear a lot of coaches say, "I ah, will just burn that video," or, and we didn't. We just didn't feel, with a youth, youthful team, that that was wise. So everyone watched it and hopefully we learned something.
0: What do you learn from it going into the games this weekend in Maine?
1: I guess you never know until you, until we, you know, play uh, at seven thirty. But you would think that they. Each individual who played that game picked up something throughout that game. Um, And they watch their games, so they know the difference between Friday night and Saturday night. And just like they know the difference, you know, from the Merrimack games and the Colgate games. So if they're smart enough to figure that out, they're smart enough to figure out that we need to play uh, and pick it up a little bit more for, you know, for Maine. The Maine Black
0: Bears are coached by a familiar face to hockey fans here in the Capital Region, Former RPI player and union assistant Ben Barr is the new head coach there. He uh, was hired back in May. Uh, Barr replaced uh, Red Genrod, who unfortunately uh, passed away uh, suddenly in uh, early April to an apparent heart attack while he was golfing. So uh, Ben Barr you know, off to a slow start right now with Maine. Uh, the uh, Black Bears one eleven and three right now, and they're one eight and two in Hockey East play. Uh, I asked Rick about what it's going to be like to face uh, Ben uh, up there in uh, Maine this weekend.
1: Well, first of all, it'll be fun to, fun to see him, um, obviously in a different role. And, you know, just, geez, it seems like yesterday we were downstairs and talking about should, should we should we recruit this guy, Shane Gossesbear or not. So that, it seems like just yesterday. And I'll tell you, it's, you know, I learned a lot from Ben. And so it'll be fun to catch up. And it'll be uh, fun just to, to battle against him. You know, just like it was fun to battle against Nate and, you know, the other coaches that I've come, come across with.
2: Hi, this is Daily Gazette copy editor Andrew Pagliese. I hope you and your family have a wonderful holiday season and a prosperous and healthy 2022.
0: The pro football season is here, and it's time to play the Daily Gazette You Pick'em Football Contest. Predict the winners of the weekly games via your You Pick'em online account. The fan with the most correct points each week gets his or her name in the Daily Gazette on Thursday and wins a $100 ShopRite grocery card. The fan with the most overall points after 23 weeks wins a $1,000 travel voucher and could win a trip to Hawaii. For official rules, Go to dailygazette.com slash football. The You Pick'em football contest is run by the Daily Gazette Advertising Department and not associated with the Daily Gazette Sports Department.
1: Hi, this is Daily Gazette reporter Shenandoah Breer. I would like to wish you a happy holiday season and a great 2022.
0: Welcome back to the podcast. The RPI hockey team is already in Fairbanks, Alaska. The engineers get set to play a four-game series against Alaska Fairbanks. Games start Friday night, at eleven o'clock. They also play Saturday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, all eleven o'clock Eastern Time start. So I think the faithful RPNs will probably uh, stay up for those games and uh, you know either watch them on uh, on the computer or listen to uh, the radio broadcast on the Alaska Fairbanks. I don't think uh, WRPI is going to make the trip up to Alaska, but uh, I, uh, earlier this, on Monday, in fact, I talked with uh, RPI head coach Dave Smith about heading to Alaska as the Engineers also get set their final games before the christmas break Dave, appreciate you coming on the podcast here i know uh, we're talking here on monday you guys are getting ready to leave for alaska how much are you looking forward to this trip
2: you know I, I think it's one of the many things we circle at the beginning of the year and uh, you say well it's not till not till near christmas time and then once the season starts it's like holy cow we're here already and uh um the the excitement really ramps up now uh after the weekend and you know it's like sunday we had just had a zoom call together and uh the excitement you know just it sort of all just flooded out at the same time in those early season memories of hey we're getting ready for alaska um came in came charging in very quickly so very very excited uh you know, all of us are going. All uh, all the players are going, and and the and the staff. So I think it's a, it's a terrific trip.
0: Now, normally when teams go to Alaska, it's usually for for two games. You're going there for four games over the you know, stretch of the, the, the two games this weekend and two games uh, next week. How did that come about to, to, to play four games up there?
2: Well, you know, the uh, I just talked to their coach Eric Largan who um, who I really like, good man. Um, They're trying to get home games was something that. You know, they, they had done in the past, I know teams have gone two at Fairbanks and two at Anchorage. Um, the NCAA rules allow you to, um, you know, as long as it's one trip, um, they can be exempt games. And it started, my first motivation was because of the pandemic, because of the, um, uh, the perceived inexperience of our roster, I wanted to add more games. I wanted to get some extra games, and I thought this was a, a right time to do it. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's not only a team bonding, team building exercise, but it also serves a purpose of, Let, let's play some games. Well, many of our guys sat out all year, so um, that discussion led one thing to another, and that's what we're doing.
0: I mean, I mean are, the, are the players, and some of the players who haven't played much this year, will they get to see some time uh, uh, in these four games?
2: Well, it's not just a case of, oh, hey, we're playing these games against Alaska so anybody can play. But it does give an opportunity for more games, right? So um, a guy could be having a great week of practice, and if there's no games to play, he doesn't get rewarded with a game. And, um, so it does give an opportunity. But we're going up there to, to put our best foot forward and to think about development, as we always do, but uh, to win hockey games
0: how do you balance that with uh, classes obviously we're getting toward the end of uh, the first semester there and the exams are coming up so how how is that uh, balanced out with uh, playing the uh, being up there for two weeks
2: yeah a lot of uh, a lot of planning a lot of preparation um, we are traveling with our academic liaison Jeff Miner, um, who will proctor I believe it's 26 exams over the course of our our trip Um uh, so it is a busy time of the semester, um, but we've been speaking with our players who in turn have been speaking with their uh, professors and teachers uh, throughout the semester to make sure that there's no surprises, and I believe we're we're well positioned for um, not only the pre-work, the preparation, but while we're up there, our schedule can be built around those things because of the planning.
0: And now as, as I said at the top, we're talking here on Monday. What? The preparation wise, as far as you know, the travel, and stuff, it's a long trip, obviously. Uh, what are the precautions? What are you trying to do to make sure these guys stay, uh, hydrated, say, phys- physically well?
2: Well, and, and also, COVID, you didn't yeah. mention COVID. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know yeah. that that's that's uh, what everybody thinks about now, but I'm glad you mentioned just the hockey terms. So, um, I can remember when I played in the CCHA. We used to go up there. We'd leave Thursday morning and um, you'd get in there and try and get a little skate in Thursday afternoon. And you know, by the time you were playing on Friday night, it was you know midnight or at least it felt midnight Eastern time. And slowly but surely, teams have adjusted their schedule. Um, so we're we're going to bus down to Newark and have an early morning flight out in Newark um, on Tuesday morning. And the hydration piece, it starts on Sunday, it starts on Monday, and we talk with our guys about doing it uh, all week, Um, make sure that the the airplane travel doesn't dehydrate us and puts any potential jet lag. So um, with the four-hour time difference, uh, I think the suggestion is you can go four days ahead. Um, So we'll go on Tuesday, we'll get up there, and we actually will not skate on a Tuesday, but we will skate Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and It's important to make sure that we're listening to our players. We're listening to their bodies and we're not trying to get too much out of them before their bodies are ready to respond.
0: And in fact, me uh, trying to get ready after you you just played over the weekend, uh, the games against Quinnipiac and Princeton, and you said you had the zoom call on Sunday, they are trying to get prepared and packed and all that stuff. I mean, it's, it's gotta be a whirlwind getting ready for this.
2: Well, Ryan Michael, our director of hockey ops, I know, uh, um you know he's he's been he's been pulled in many directions trying to get all of the logistics, but um, our guys are used to travel, our guys have um, you know whether it be junior hockey or college hockey and uh, just be keeping everybody on the same page. I think it starts with an itinerary so people know what to expect um, the the odd and ends things such as you know we're, we are going to go dog sledding one day up there hopefully if it's not too cold and We'll hit the hot springs up there. Those extra logistical things we all, you know, chip in and and help where we can. But um, it has been a lot of preparation, a lot of packing, a lot of uh, um, anticipation, I guess, if you will, Ken. It's um, something that we look forward to, and uh, these shared experiences are for some guys, once in a lifetime. Yep. And um, you know we're really looking forward
0: to it. So, a little mini I did a rod for the, for the guys, huh? With the dog sledding? A
2: little mini <laughs> I did a rod, yep. The uh, RPI engineer I did a rod. For sure. <laughs> uh, you just uh, you
0: finished up league play for the calendar year 2021 uh, with the win against Princeton. And you had a you know, close game with Quinnipiac on Friday. I mean, how do you feel the team is playing as you enter uh, the, these four games up in Alaska?
2: Um, I feel great about our game again I wish our record was uh, a little better we're four and four in league um, the last four games in particular I mean we northeastern and Quinnipiac being uh, you know ranked whether top 15 or top five wherever they are sitting right now um, you know to hold those teams to under 25 shots each holding Quinnipiac to under 20 shots I thought our defensive, game was, was really locked in. I thought we, you know, we, we competed very hard. Um, Quinnipiac only had 30 shot attempts against us. They're a really good team. Um, that was 30 shot attempts. And, you know, so we've grown a lot in that area. So I really like our game. the area that we had to pick up was just the offensive, offensive pace a little bit to create a little more offense. And we still want to work on that. So, um, you know, we lost a lot as did many teams during the pandemic and you know we're still finding our best way to replace some of those key pieces that we had trained and developed but our young guys are coming along our transfers are are really settling in and stabilizing a lot so overall i feel that through the challenges of the pandemic and having no fans in our building i think our guys have been terrific and played really really hard we had one Really tough weekend, Colgate-Cornell, where they put up 16, two teams, and uh, that's a crooked number that we don't like. But I think every other game, with the exception of uh, an overtime game and one against St. Lawrence, we've only given up two goals again. So pretty pretty happy with uh, the overall picture with all the things I mentioned. Yep.
0: Well Dave, uh, good luck in Alaska. Have a safe trip up there. And there's a lot of uh, late night hockey for the RPI fans, but I know they're dedicated No, probably staying up to listen to the games and watch the games on uh, I think it's on Flow Hockey. So, uh have fun up there and uh also have a great holiday if I don't talk to you before uh before Christmas.
2: Yeah, have a great holiday, Ken, and I'm really um you know, I, I am thankful. We're past Thanksgiving, but I'm thankful for the RPI fans. They, they continue to email me. They continue to follow along and support. And they are um, also frustrated uh, not being able to see our team. And, and, you know, maybe we can get something in the second half. We'll see, we'll see what happens. But um, a shout-out for sure to our, our fans who have been terrific.
0: Coming up, we'll talk about the Union women's hockey team. The Dutch women finally have a win after a 16-game winless streak. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast.
1: Hi, this is Daily Gazette reporter Indiana Nash. I would like to wish you a happy holiday season and a great 2022.
2: There are no words to describe it the isolation, the boredom, the loneliness. If you're wondering where your teenage son or daughter's spirit went, you're hardly alone. The past year has been devastating, especially for them. But here's the good news. They might just find it again, playing high school sports. Workouts that stimulate, teammates and coaches that care, the sense of belonging so many of us have been missing lately. That's what school sports are all about. The sense of achievement is real and the camaraderie is hard to beat. Coping with uncertainty is difficult, but school sports can help the teenagers in your family start feeling like themselves again. Encourage them to give it a try. High school sports, it's so much more than a game.
1: This message presented by the New York State Public High School Athletic Association and the New York State Athletic Administrators Association
2: this is daily gazette reporter ashley Onion. i hope you and your family have a wonderful holiday season and a prosperous and healthy 2022
0: welcome back to the podcast the union college women's hockey team opened the 2021-22 season back in october with a pair of victories at rit since then 16 games 15 losses and a tie not a great run for the Dutch women, but that skid ended last Saturday up at Dartmouth as the Dutch women took a 2 to 1 victory over the Big Green. Grace Hiding and Ashley Adams scored the goals and the Dutch women got great goaltending from Sophie Masekis, who stopped 39 shots. I had a chance to talk with uh, Grace and uh, Sophie on Tuesday.
1: Um, it felt great. I know we've been working at ending that for a while. Um it's easy to say you can get frustrated or a little bit discouraged, but I'm proud of our group for never feeling like that and really capitalizing finally when we got ourselves in a position to win. Okay. I agree. I like it felt great to like get that start and like I think it gave our team a confidence boost to like win that game and finally like like feel like proud of each other and proud of how we played that day. So I think that if it was just it felt great.
0: What was the locker room like after Saturday's
1: game? <laughs> it was crazy. Everyone was jumping up and down, like it was like we never like won before. Like it was like everyone was so excited. Everyone like it was just it was like it was great. I loved being there. <laughs> it was a blast.
0: <laughs> Union women's hockey head coach Josh Skiba was very happy about the victory.
2: Um, well I think it's yeah, obviously it's huge for for the group's confidence. I think good for, for the buy in of the group and just, you know, some things that we've been trying to preach in terms of you know, getting getting pucks to the net. I mean, obviously we had a great goaltending display. But, um, yeah, I think it was just good for the group's confidence. Just finally to feel a win, a, a conference win, to get that, uh, you know, out of the way and, and be able to build uh, going into two more games here before break. But I thought it was, it was really important.
0: Let's take a look around ECAC hockey over the next few days. Uh, besides the Union, Maine, and RPI Alaska Fairbanks games, we have uh, several games on Friday and Saturday. Just one uh, conference contest that'll take place uh, Friday night in New Haven, Connecticut, when Yale hosts Brown at Ingalls Rink. Princeton will visit Providence for two games on Friday and Saturday. Clarkson heads out west. They'll take on Arizona State for a pair Friday and Saturday. Uh, Second ranked Quinnipiac has a home and home series against LIU. Uh, the Bobcats will visit uh, the Sharks on Friday night and then host the Sharks on Saturday. And there's one other game uh, next Friday, uh, the last one before Christmas. Dartmouth will visit Merrimack. This will be the last uh, college hockey-centric podcast until after uh, the Christmas break. Uh, Union will be back in action uh, New Year's Eve and New Year's Day at Messer Inc. when they host defending national champion UMass. That'll be a lot of fun to uh, see uh, where UMass is at after winning the national championship last season. If you want to play in the ECAC Hockey Face-Off selections, you can do so by emailing your picks to me at SHOT. That's S-C-H-O-T-T at dailygazette.com. I post my picks every Wednesday so you can uh, have some fun with it. We have a great contest going on. And that email address you heard, uh, you can also uh, submit your questions uh, for the podcast or any college hockey questions you have. I'll be more than happy to answer them. And that wraps things up here And uh, for the Parting Shots podcast. I appreciate you listening, and we'll catch you next time.